This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this show very much a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you've had a good start to your weeks. I hope that you're ready for match day if you're based here in the UK. I hope you're ready for a late night because uh, Arsenal are not playing until 1.30am in the morning. It's about time our North and South American Arsenal-supporting friends got their own back on us for the amount of early nights and early mornings they've had watching the Arsenal. But uh, it's going to be an experience, certainly. I didn't. I'm going to be the MLS challenge. I did manage to catch up on the highlights of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to stay up until silly o'clock in the morning for that. But what I will do is I will try and stay up for an Arsenal game. So... We'll see how it goes. Good morning to Tony, to Blackshine, to Justin, to Rich Carnu, Carl, Matt G, Steve. Good morning to you, to Johnny, Morgie, Louis, Stevie, Olu, Dave, Errol. Good morning. Good morning, Jake, Granddaddy, Guna, Ray, Amira, Barry, Creeper Fam. Good morning to Tom, uh, Stephen, Ben, and Martin, and plenty more of you guys as well. I hope you're doing good and well. I hope that you've got uh, and had a fantastic week so far. And to all of you catching up in the uh, audio or YouTube-based platforms, welcome. Make sure if you have any thoughts on what we talk about today to leave your thoughts down in the comments section below. Right then, let's crack on with today's stories. As I mentioned, we kick off with the uh, the MLS Skills Challenge. Um, and uh, we kick off with the Shooting Challenge, which has gone, uh, well, it's gone a little bit... <laughs> A lot of this has gone a bit viral, unfortunately. We'll talk through this first. So, Urien Timberfuller and Balogun and Jakob Kivior scored 121 points compared to the MLS uh, 88. Um, Timber was the highest scoring with 50 points. But Kivior really impressed, actually, considering his position with his left foot and really stood out. The touch challenge was taken on by Kai Havertz and Marquinhos. 
Marquinhos went first and scored 53 points. Havertz, though, managed to rack up 86 points, demonstrating his technical ability and taking the win 139 to 115. We then took part in the cross and volley challenge. It was Havertz and Balogun that took part. Balogun sadly failed to score uh, a single one of his opportunities. Balogun scored three times, um, but... uh, Dennis Buanga was in fine form and uh, managed to win the competition 125 to 25 in the end. Uh, Runison was Arsenal's goalkeeper for the challenge as well. Sadly, uh, the Habert situation has gone a little bit viral on social media. You've probably seen um, kind of the number of opportunities that he missed or whatever. It's a challenge. I don't care. And if anyone's using this as any kind of stick to beat Havertz with, you need to behave, let's be honest. Passing challenge-wise, pinging passes was the name of the game in this one uh, in a best-of-three round battle each round lasting 60 seconds. Trusty missed out in round one, but Jorginho levelled matters, winning his head-to-head against Ricky Pudge in round two. And then Kivior confirmed the win with a quick-fire display of accurate passing in round three, which meant Arsenal were winning 3-1, but with the way in which the fifth challenge works because you get a point for each time you hit the crossbar uh it can you can still win even though you're you're losing by two points in the final challenge seven players on each side and uh we saw get uh, the all-stars pull it back to five five meaning it was all on the long range efforts and Aaron Ramsdale came agonizingly close before Austin Trusty stepped up and thudded according to the Arsenal website his effort against the bar to seal a six five win in the competition so there you go. Um, that's the MLS skills challenge rounded up. I'm sure you'll be able to find highlights online if you want to watch them. But yeah, those that are really giving Havertz a load of stick, <laughs> behave. Behave yourselves. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it whatsoever. But this does, of course, lead us into uh, our next game, which is against the MLS All-Stars at the Audi Fields uh, tonight. Well, it's tomorrow morning UK time, but if you're based in the US, it's tonight um, and uh, 1.30 a.m. UK time. We are expected to see Declan Rice make his debut for Arsenal. So if you want that pleasure and you're based over here outside of North and South America, you're going to be staying up very, very late indeed to watch the game or getting up very early in the morning if you're based so far in the East, to be fair. So, uh, or maybe not even that early, um, but uh, it's certainly not the best time for us here in the UK, but uh, we're going to be staying up. We're going to be taking the Red Bulls, the coffees. Other energy drinks are available. And uh, looking forward to seeing both Declan Rice and Urian Timber potentially make their debuts. So very much looking forward to it. Hopefully we get to see what uh, the team is like and get a win in momentum. Uh, we need to build that momentum going in to the course of the season. So looking forward to what is hopefully going to be a very exciting game. Last couple of stories then. Josh Kroenke was seen in attendance with Declan Rice at Arsenal training. Lots of uh, instances. You can see Yuri and Timber there in the background as well. Uh, it is understood that the Kroenkes are, you know, as we've already seen, very keen to invest during this window. A significant amount of money has already been spent. Upwards of £200 million has been invested by the Arsenal ownership into this summer. And despite all of the debate and uh, divisive views on the ownership, I think, you know, from my perspective at least, certainly things, the relationship between the fans and the owners has improved quite considerably. 
and uh, the amount of investment and spending has been appreciated, as well as the improved communication after both the Super League fiasco and, of course, the pandemic as well. We've seen a significant level of improvement. Uh, Josh is, is often seen actually around wearing his Arsenal hat um, and he's got his Arsenal T-shirt on as well here as well. But he, he does go around wearing his I think he won. I think he was wearing it at the Nuggets uh, trophy parade as well. He clearly buys into this club um, and whilst Stan is a very different kind of profile, it seems, but uh, Josh Kroenke, I think, as, as co-chairman of the club now, we certainly talk about. Is it a TGT cap, says Dan? I can't. It's too far away. Who knows? Maybe Josh wears one, um, <laughs> but uh, it's looking good. Anyway, our headline story of the day before we go to part two and your questions is from Sammy Mottbell of the Mail, who claims that Arsenal have an interest in Mohamed Kudus, uh, the Ghanaian international and Ajax attacker. Uh, he's said to be of interest to the club. Uh, he's a player that can play in a number of forward positions, but mainly played last season on both the right wing and played at centre-forward as well. He would offer Arsenal depth and quality in the attacking line. Does have a number of injury issues related to his name, but being a number two, I suppose that would be far less of an impractical uh, situation. Having someone like Kudus to be in competition with Bakaya Saka, to rotate with him, to come off the bench, to offer something different, I think would be a very shrewd piece of business by Arsenal. Brighton are also said to be a club that are very interested in Mohamed Kudus as well. So Arsenal will be going up against a side that they have found frustrating negotiations with in the past. And maybe they can get one up on their South Coast rivals, if you like. Um, but Mohamed Kudus is certainly the type of forward that I would have liked to have seen uh, linked with Arsenal. And now that he's been brought forward, you can be sure that we'll be tackling uh, this one with a tactical breakdown in due course. Uh, and of course, finding out more about the player, what he would offer to Arsenal and uh, how he might fit into the squad with some expert insight as always. That brings us to an end of part one. So let's move to part two and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, I'm very excited to reveal the full lineup for our live podcast taking place on Sunday, the 13th of August. Uh, six doors open at five, show starting at 6 p.m. Um, if you haven't already got your tickets, the link down in the description is there. But the full lineup for the event will be uh, myself joined by Harry Simiu of the Chronicles of Aguna. Bailey Keogh from your boys, FK uh, from Latte Firm, and Mike Feinberg from the Gunas Pod. That is your lineup for the event. So very excited now to fully announce this. So if you were waiting on finding out who is going to be at the event, 
It's some of your favourite Arsenal content creators, of course. Uh, FK, you'll know from Latte Firm, producing his breakdowns, doing all of his shows with a, a fantastic cup of coffee um, as well. Have I spelt Mike's name wrong? <laughs> Please, I have. He loved the fact I'd spelt his name wrong. I was doing lots of iceberg hunting yesterday, so I managed to spell it wrong. There we go. Have I spelt it wrong? <laughs> I really kind of hope. Yes, I have. <laughs> Fantastic. He can actually be Mike Feinberg from now on. So there you go. Lovely stuff. I think he's actually saved as that in my phone. Have I been spelling his name wrong my entire life? Let's have a quick look. Yes, he is actually spelt wrong in my phone as well. <laughs> he is going to laugh his head off at that. But that's your full lineup for the events. Uh, Mike Feinberg, as well as Harry Simu, FK and Bailey Keogh, all taking part in uh, our live podcast. You can be sure that on the official poster, his name will be spelled correctly. It wouldn't be a TGT show if there wasn't a spelling mistake. Um, but do make sure you get your tickets down below. I look forward to sending out all of the uh, information that you'll need about it as well. Um, Kenny, I would have loved to have had Drew, but sadly, Drew is based out in the US. Uh, it would have been fantastic to have him, but sadly, he's based out there. But uh, thank you to those of you that are already buying tickets. Uh, with the full lineup now out, I'm expecting there to be a significant uh, take-up in those. So don't hesitate. Don't waste time. Uh, get your tickets down in the description and join us for what is hopefully going to be a fantastic evening of Arsenal chat and uh, and uh, a couple of drinks as well. So looking forward to it. Right, let's go into the chat box and tackle some of your questions. Um, Jaden says, hey Tom, uh, I wanted to ask how much do you think we could get from player sales this window and would you spend all of the money and the players that you would try to buy? Big question. I'm going to try and tackle it as quickly as possible. I think that with Arsenal getting already around 20 million for Xhaka, you can probably add another 40 million from Partey if he goes. I think you can add another 40 million from Balogun. So that's a hundred million in sales already and maybe Kieran Tierney moving on for around 30 million pounds upwards of that could get you to 130 million and then to reinvest that you know seeing Arsenal reinvest that in maybe a forward like Kudus and adding another central midfielder like a, a Lavia or someone of that ilk I think would make the window very very interesting indeed so that's how I would do it um Leslie says, again, hate to be missing it. Harry announced his involvement yesterday morning. You and him are going to go too. So gutted to miss it. Leslie, sad that we can't have you with us. Tell your friends about it. And hopefully uh, on the next one that we do, whenever that will be, you can be in attendance. Um, Joshua says, have you bought your wearable Islington map yet in allusion to the new Arsenal away kit? No, I haven't. And I don't really plan on buying one either. It's just not a bit of me. You know, I've been one in the past to buy kits that, you know, even aren't, I'm not even the biggest fan of, but I just dislike this one so much. I just can't bring myself to invest a hundred odd quid um, <laughs> in that kit. I just, I just can't do it. Uh, Rich says, transfer news on Drain Ward's prowess has been very quiet, but could he potentially be a tick of many boxes? Do you think? He could replace Partey. No, I don't think he could. I think he would be a massive step down from Thomas Partey. So I don't think that he's the right choice for Arsenal to replace Partey with. Um, let's go to Dan says, Tom, am I correct in believing that Partey was more of an eight than a standalone six at Atletico Madrid? Atletico Madrid. <laughs> could it be the scope to reintroduce 
uh, Partey into a box-to-box eight. His mobility breaking lines would be fire. He obviously played in a number of different positions stylistically, but played quite deep in a 4-4-2 and partnering somebody uh, at Atletico Madrid, usually Sal, um, but has played in kind of a breaking-the-lines type role. He's, you know, very... He's very versatile in the central midfield if using that. I think you could play with Declan Rice. I think you could use Declan Rice as maybe the guy that pushes further ahead than Partey. I think there's scope from both of them to potentially even interchange their roles in central midfield. Uh, Naz says, hey, Tom, if we keep Partey but sell Balogun and buy Kudus, we should be done with potential sales. What's your opinion? Look, if we kept Partey and added Kudus to things and sold Balogun, I think that's still a really good window for Arsenal. Kudus can play at centre-forward as well as a right wing. So if you lose Balogun, you're still replacing him with a player like Kudus, who I think is, you know, potentially a little bit more established, especially on the European and international scene. So exciting player. Maybe one that'd be more willing to be in competition with players than what Balogun seems to be. Um, let's go to uh, AJMO4 says, Tom, do you think that games like FIFA and Football Manager have turned fans into armchair managers with their game, uh, <laughs> take the game too seriously? Last year was the most fun I've had in 20 years at supporting the club. I certainly have talked about the FIFA-fication, if you like. I've used that as a terminology. I'm not sure if I've coined the phrase, um, but I've done articles on the FIFA-fication of football. The view of certain players, players that are really good on the game, and all of a sudden you see getting linked uh, and getting talked about. Renato Sanchez is kind of the biggest one for me, uh, a player that people know is really good on FIFA, um, but in real life has struggled, sadly, um, with their career and injuries as well. And I saw a comment as recently as yesterday suggesting Renato Sanchez should be maybe someone that we look to target. I do think that it's... I think FIFA's great for certain things. I think it educates people about more footballers, Um about flags as well. You learn your nations playing FIFA, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Um, it's had more of a positive than a negative. I think it's been more negative than positive on kind of the view of certain players and the view of understanding of football. So much, so much kind of leaning on pace is, is a key thing as well. But yeah, FIFA never plays like a real game of football ever. Um, I've got the videos to prove it. Uh, let's go to Arsenal says, uh, Arsenal 11 LJ says, Tom, why would we consider selling Partey? Is he really replaceable? I think he is replaceable. I think you could bring someone in, but the problem is I'm not sure he's replaceable in this window unless you're willing to spend all the money on Moises Caicedo, which I just don't see as realistic. I think why the club might be open to selling him is obviously at the age of 30, if Arsenal can get upwards of £40 million, they've basically made back the money that they spent on him in 2020, which is a massive thing for Arsenal financially, especially with their improvement in sales. Partey is also not particularly reliable when it comes to availability, missing key games, having significant injury problems that replicate themselves. So there is a lot of benefit to selling him and reinvesting that money into someone more reliable. Declan Rice has barely ever missed a game for West Ham. And so replacing Partey with Rice, make sure that you're almost ensuring a player that's going to be with you, barring any, you know, freak incidents of, of nature, which we have unfortunately experienced, even with a player like Partey, who was barely injured before he joined Arsenal as well. So I think that there is obviously um, an, an issue um, with the, the Partey fitness side of things. And maybe that's led into reasons why Arsenal would be opening to make their money back if they can. Um, let's go to Wayne says, Tom, there was a really good debate on Ryan's channel, uh, True Gunners TV, between a gal, Jez and Northside London. Very interesting opposing views. Um, 
Yeah, I think Northside's the, the guy that was on Potts' channel. I was actually on with Potts yesterday talking about Arsenal in depth. The, the, the idea that you'd sack Arteta for not winning either one of the Champions League or the Premier League, I think is a ludicrous point of view. Um, I'd happily debate it with anyone. And the thing is, I call people onto our phone-in shows to have these types of debates. Do they ever show? No, they don't. Um, so it's a sad situation, really. Um Jaden, you can watch the MLS All-Stars game on Apple TV. I believe it's being shown on there. All the other games this preseason are being shown on the Arsenal website. You can watch the Barcelona and the Man United game, potentially the Monaco game as well, I think, on the Arsenal website. But uh, the the MLS game is because of the deal with Apple. is going to be shown on Apple TV. Um, let's go to uh, Ben Nix says, Tom, has the Zubamendi ship sailed? Would be a good replacement for Partey if Lavia doesn't work out. I don't think it's sailed, but I think that the player is really keen on staying um, at Real Sociedad. So it's going to be very difficult to try and get him. You could activate his release clause potentially and then see what he does. But uh, he seems very keen on staying um, at Real Sociedad's uh, at La Real this season. Um, Sean says, hey, Tom, the women's version of the away kit looks better than the men's. Have you seen this one? Yes, I have. Um, and I probably will be getting that kit, actually. I think it looks fantastic. So I will um, be most likely getting hold of that kit. Very good. Um, do I like the idea of it being a separate men's and women's kit? I don't know. Um, it's different ways, I suppose, you can look at it um, from kind of a social standpoint. But uh, I think it's, you know, the extra dedication being made to the women's team to give them their own kit. Um, I think there's a lot of positives to be taken from that. Especially, it gives us it gives us another kit, you know. <laughs> and especially when as bad as the men's away kit is, uh, I think I will be getting my hands on that uh, women's away kit. It looks fantastic. Uh, Francois says, with DR being declarized in now, I believe we have the depth we've been uh, yelling for. Thomas Part has been very good, though not the next level. I still believe that we should keep him for at least a year. What are your thoughts? If it was down to me, I would keep both of them for this season. That would be my preference and then if you can sell him again for a big fee next summer go and do it then but I would understand if we still ended up selling Partey if it was upwards of 40 million pounds to be honest uh, Mr Simpatico says uh, is Coop Miners a good option actually genuinely yes I, I like Coop Miners a lot I don't think that's a bad option at all I think that he has done really well at Atalanta. He was really good at RZ before that as well. And I think that his passing style and technical ability matches that of what we've come to expect from Arsenal midfielders. So not a bad shout at all, whatsoever, in fact. Um, let's go to Abinav, who says, just read yesterday that Arsenal have burned their bridges with Brighton after the January window saga. I know that relationships between Arsenal and Brighton were strained in those negotiations for Caicedo. They weren't particularly happy the way Arsenal went about it. It is a bit odd. You know, it's it's bidding for a player at the end of the day. The player wants to move and still wants to move. There are suggestions that he might hold, hold talks with Brighton because they're not accepting the bids that are coming in from Chelsea now when they've told him he can leave. So let's see how this one plays out. Very interesting, that one as well. Um, Sam says, Tom, on that point of if Arteta don't win anything but comes close again in the Premier League and other competition, what happens? Then I like, uh, then I like Arteta, but 600 million in four years is a lot uh, to think about. What are your thoughts? 600 million in four years of what we've spent. I mean, first of all, I think it's just, it's just about 600 million. And if you look in comparison to what other clubs have spent in the same period of time, it's very similar. People use that number a lot in isolation without taking in the context of what other teams have invested into their sides over the same period of time. And it's very similar. So if, if, the, if the borderline or the, the bottom line is 
he spent this amount of money, therefore that should equate to trophies. Well, it doesn't make any sense because Chelsea spent that in one season and finished in the bottom half of the table. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it doesn't make sense because other clubs are spending at a similar or even greater rate than Arsenal or just slightly less than Arsenal. So you can't equate, we've spent this much, this means that we must win the Premier League because we've spent this much. No, that doesn't make any sense because other teams that are involved in the same competition have spent very similar or slightly more than what Arsenal have done. So the money thing doesn't work as an argument. Uh, Charlie says, if Partey goes, we need to go big. Can't believe people are happy slash willing to sell Partey so easily. It's certainly not easily on my part to see him go. As I've said before, I think my preference is for him to stay. I just have an understanding that if Arsenal get a 40 million plus fee in for a player that's available for two thirds of the season, most likely, it's very difficult to say no to that, especially when you've already got your priority defensive midfield target through the door. I just hope that we end up reinvesting the money into a quality midfield addition. Um, plans for a Kudus breakdown? Certainly, Zender. You will get a breakdown on Kudus if these links progress and I can find us a time to record one. Uh, Reese says, Tom, would you take Amrabat? Not for me. Not my type of player, sadly. I know that a lot of people like him. Just not my player, um, even though I don't think he's done very well at Fiorentina and for Morocco as well, but he's, he's not for me. Uh, Philip says, Tom, are there any substance in the Joshua Kimmich links? Not that I've heard, but I have seen them crop up before. I would happily take Joshua Kimmich. I think he's a fantastic player and would fit perfectly into Arsenal's team as well. And the African Cup of Nations, Amberley says, is on as well. So you'd also lose um, Partey for part of the season because of that. We did only lose him for one game, I think, the last time the AFCON was on, to be fair. So um, people, I think, have a misconception about how many games sometimes teams uh, or players miss. Depends how far they go in the tournament, of course. But yeah, there's potential for us to lose him to injury and obviously the AFCON next season as well um best position for kudos jc i think that i actually think he's, he's very good at playing both right wing and playing through the middle so i think he can play both positions very very well i think he played the majority of games maybe more so on the right um so he brings competition to Saka, which i think was always always going to be really really important um let's go to uh Mauro's is if we didn't spend the money then people would complain that we're not competing in the market and we're cheap absolutely you know people cite the 600 million pounds that's now been spent but if we didn't spend any money people would then be moaning about the fact that we're not spending so uh it swings and roundabouts at the end of the day isn't it uh Fuad says hey Tom what would be your preference in midfield Rice at left-sided centre mid Partey uh, an Odegaard or Havertz, Rice, and Odegaard. I think it depends, Fouad, on the opponent. If you're going up against, say, Forest in the first game of the season, I'd like to see Rice, Havertz, and Odegaard play. If you're travelling to Anfield, I think Partey, Rice, and Odegaard would be the right choice in that sense. So I think it depends upon the opposition you're going up against. Um, let's go to Dell. says, if Arteta spent £600 million after we won a title and then failed to win, then I might be angry. We're not favourites in any of the competitions that we're involved in yet, which is obviously always a key point. Uh, T Downana says, uh, any updates on Pepe's departure? Not really. We talked yesterday about how the fact that he's been linked with the Saudi Arabian club, but that there are, according to CBS Sports' James Benj, uh, kind of differences between the wage demands and what's being offered. So all of those things, I think, are creating a a problem regarding Pepe's potential departure. I personally have predicted for some time that I think he and Cedric will have their contracts terminated. I hope that we can get a transfer fee. 
but I just don't see that happening at the moment. Uh, Christopher says, everyone is still sleeping on Smith Row. Well, I hope he can breathe. Um, but uh, Smith Row, if indeed he does get his bay back into the squad, that uh, we find that he's, re- you know, um, rediscovered the talent that we know he has got. After the Euro 21s, under 21s, I think he was fantastic. I hope he comes into the team in good form and uh, and determined and motivated to get back into the side. I look forward to seeing it. Um, let's go to uh, Lynn. Uh, Lynn's good to see you in the chat box, my friend. It's been a while. Tom, um, TH would, prob- would normally go for an Ajax player. Uh, why do you think that he hasn't gone for Kudus considering he has played for uh, TH. Who, what is TH? Is that Tottenham Hotspur? Um, I, I don't know what T. Am I being an absolute idiot? Like I feel like I'm missing something, Lynn. Um, I feel like you are saying Tottenham. Are you saying that Tottenham are the type of team that would normally go for an Ajax player? I mean, we went. Ten Hag! If it was ETH, I would have got that. Uh, thank you, chatbox. It makes much more sense now. Um, if Ten Hag would normally go for an Ajax player, why do you think he hasn't gone for Kudus yet, considering he has played for Eric Ten Hag? Yes, thank you. Um, interesting point. I suppose they've got a lot of attacking options, have Manchester United. You know, their their needs have been very much more, I think, in midfield and in defence and at goalkeeper, and they are doing what they can to try and attack those at striker as well. And Rasmus Hoyland seems to be their number one option for a forward. Um, <laughs> the chat box now full of 10 hogs. Um, but uh, <laughs> imagine his face just popping up over and over again in the chat box now. But uh, I don't know why he hasn't. I mean, I suppose that, as I say, he's got a lot of attacking options. He's not only going to go for uh, Ajax players. You've got Anthony as well, uh, and Lissandra Martinez that has been brought in. He brought in uh, Malassia from Feyenoord too. Um, but we're now, you know, we're not averse for going for Ajax players ourselves. We brought in Yuri and Timber. Why not? Um, why not get hold of that? But Lynn, great to see you in the chat. I hope that you can come along again to one of our live events. You can find tickets for that down in today's description. And that is where we're actually going to end the show. Uh, as I mentioned, you can find Mike Feinberg, uh, spelt totally correctly, um, on your screen. Harry Simu, FK, and Bailey, uh, our guests, our panellists for our live event. So make sure that you check us out. Check out the event. Check out the live podcast. Tickets are down in the description. I look forward to pressing this out over the next couple of weeks or so. And I look forward to seeing so many of you as well. Have a fantastic Wednesday. I hope that you can stay up long enough to watch the game. If you're based in the US and you're going to have an amazing time, I saw that you've had some great events on so far. I hope that you've been enjoying them. I know how passionate and brilliant our US and North American and South American as well based supporters are. So please do show them lots of love and enjoy yourselves. Have a fantastic day, people. Drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And of course, I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.